how many meditation techniques did the Buddha teach? Well, as I said, I think you can't really put a number on them. Um, why, why I say this is because the Buddha had something called um, Indriya Propriyanyuta, the knowledge of the um, the 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 faculties of beings, knowledge of which faculties were lacking and which faculties were uh, were um, present in the people that he taught. So he knew right away how to teach. One monk he taught him by having him hold a cloth up in the sun. And as he was holding the cloth up in the sun, it became dirty. And because of something that he had cultivated in a past life, he was able to become enlightened. So the techniques of meditation that the Buddha taught are, I would say, only limited by the number of people that he taught. Um, when he would give a talk, he knew exactly how to, to, to teach for that audience. Sometimes he would travel a long ways just to teach one person because he had seen that they were ready to hear the teaching and ready to realize the truth. Um, so that, that, that's one thing that can be said. Now, in, in Theravada Buddhist tradition, we, we separate Buddhism in, we separate meditation into two types. And, and the Buddha, it, it's possible to uh, suggest that the Buddha did as well. That the Buddha said there are two things that you that are uh, of benefit, and this is samatha and vipassana. So we therefore try to explain the Buddha's teachings and the many meditations that the Buddha taught under these two headings. That samatha is the cultivation of tranquility, vipassana is the cultivation of insight, because it seems it seems quite quite clear and and quite readily apparent that there are certain meditations that don't directly lead to wisdom because they are focused on the concept. For instance, if you focus on a light, you know, there's many of these traditional meditations where you focus on a, a white color or something. I did this video for kids now just to teach them the basics of how to focus on something. Uh, so I've had them focus on colors I did this video. I don't know if many kids actually watched it, but it's out there. But this one can't lead to wisdom, it can't lead to insight, so we call this one samatha meditation. Um, be, because looking, you can stare at white for as long as you want, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing about the way reality works in the contemplation of white. If you meditate on the Buddha or you meditate on God, um, for example, there's nothing in those objects that will lead you to, to insight. Yet the Buddha had us practice meditation or it to some in some sense practice meditation on the Buddha to to recite to ourselves Itipiso Bhagavad to recollect the Buddha's virtues. And so this is Samatha. Now vipassana is the practice to see clearly. So you would take this meditation object, for example this white disc, and you would begin to look at it differently. Once your mind became calm through the practice of tranquility, you would um, 
then begin to examine it simply as seeing, as the Buddha said, Dite ditamatang bhavisati. If you want, this monk asked for the most concise teaching, a concise practice. So none of this long practice of having to develop calm and tranquility first. What's the practice that is going to be the most um, brief, you know, the most, the, the quickest, to the, the, the shortest path to become enlightened? And so the Buddha gave him the shortest path, and there's a very important sutta for this reason, because it it's an answer to the question, what is the shortest path? And the Buddha said, Dite ditamatang bhavisati, train yourself so that seeing will just be seeing, hearing will just be hearing, smelling will just be tasting, feeling will just be feeling, thinking will just be thinking. And when you do this, there will be no, basically there will be no self. You will not have any attachment to any of these things. You will not find uh, yourself in any of these things. And when you do that, you will, uh, your mind will become free. And so simply by practicing that in that way, Bahiya was able to become enlightened, sitting there at the, prostrating himself there at the Buddha's feet, or, or standing there with the Buddha, listening to the Buddha teach. Now this is the practice of vipassana. When you begin to look at at things um, clear, as they are, rather than trying to cultivate some uh, some specific state or some specific concentration, you begin to look at even the states of concentration. So these women, the next question these women had, or the one woman had, is the question that I always get from people who are practicing on their own, who don't have, um, who haven't cultivated meditation to uh, over the long term with the teacher. They will ask, they will explain that they, they after some time they get to a state of 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 nothingness, where there's nothing. So they'll be practicing whatever meditation they were practicing for some time, and then su suddenly they enter into a state where there is nothing. There, there is no breathing if they were watching the breath, or no Buddha if they were thinking of the Buddha. There would just be nothing, and so they don't know what to do at that point. Um, and so. The practice of vipassana. This is where the practice of vipassana kicks in. This is where you begin to look at uh, the, even the state of, of, in this case, peace or, or calm or tranquility of mind. It's called pasadhi. Um, begin to examine that state because you'll see that actually it is also contri a contrived state. You, you say to yourself, calm, calm, or quiet, quiet, and you'll get you'll get a grasp of this feeling, and you'll pick up this subtle liking and the subtle attachment to it and the subtle um, encouragement that exists in the mind that leads you to fall into this state again and again. And then you begin to see that these are also impermanent, unsatisfying and uncontrollable. They, can, they don't last forever, they don't really bring you um, true and lasting peace and happiness. And so you're able to give them up and, and of course as a result give up anything else that might be um, that might be in, even less pleasant and less comfortable. So these are the two types of meditation. The, the first one is for the practice of bringing calm. The second one is for the practice of bringing about insight. And you might say that basically the Buddha taught these two practices. For people who had time, he would teach them to practice samatha first and then give them insight. Uh, for people who didn't have time, he would teach them what you might call samatha and vipassana together. So the, 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 the way I would like to explain it, let's use a graphic here, okay? 
some people th there's two qualities of mind one is you say concentration or focus and the other is is uh, wisdom or, or insight and you need them both you know samatha and vipassana you need them both some people will practice samatha first and their concentration comes to a peak uh, uh, without the without any insight without any knowledge whatsoever their mind is focused but they don't really have a clue about reality. And then they start to develop wisdom until it comes up and joins together. And when it joins together, that's the moment where you enter into Nibbana. Now another way, and one that most teachers will uh, nowadays will encourage of their students, is to develop both together. So at the same time that you're developing calm, that you're focusing on an object, as we have people sit and do meditation, for example, watching the rising and falling of the stomach, or other people will watch the nose or so on, to, 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 to focus on reality as well, but to develop to do it in a concentrated way as well. So at the same time as you're developing insight, you're also developing um, concentration. And so they, they still come together, and you still need both of them, and they still lead you to, to Nibbana. But they come up together. Uh, there's only the, there's a th the third way um, that the Buddha taught is where you practice to see things clearly first without any concentration. So this might be where you're you're studying and when you're thinking a lot, uh, when you're examining reality, but you don't have much concentration, and then you start to quiet your mind down afterwards. And so so first vipassana and then samatha. Um, there's a, there's one sutta where the Buddha talked about these differences, the the different uh, ways of becoming enlightened, and and this is where a lot of the controversy in Buddhism comes from, because everyone wants to say that no, no, only this way is right, or only that way is right, and so on. But the point being that there are these two aspects of of meditation practice, and um, observation suggests that they can be developed individually but eventually have to um, balance out and, and come together in order to lead one to enlightenment. So that's, I think, one answer on how many meditation techniques. You could say how many types of meditation or aspects of the meditation practice are there. There's two aspects.